What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, October 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Corey Smith, and being joined, as always, by my co-host, my main roster mate, and yours, Mr. Jose Oseguera. Hey now, how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Mr. Smith? I am doing amazing, if I don't mind saying. I'm looking forward to another bright, beautiful podcast. You really made me want to have that Howard Stern, like, hey now button. Like, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. <laughs> Anyways, it's good. Good we're back. Another week, City Wrestling Radio. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Tonight on City Wrestling Radio, or today, whenever you're watching, I don't no preference needed. Uh, Antonio Noki passed away earlier this week. We're going to go a little bit in-depth, well, not too in-depth into his career, but we're going to look at his career uh, from our perspective. Right. AEW pulled from uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery Channel. What? What's going on there? And WWE Extreme Rules is next week. We take a look at the card and a special guest referee that was just announced earlier this week. Say what? Yeah, but, you know, if you really want to help out City Wrestling Radio, go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. Comment if you want. Let us know what you think of the show. Even if you think, like, hey, you guys are corny as fuck. I will be like, yeah, no, you're right, dude. I'm 35. I'm pretty much telling dad jokes by now, like, without the kids. And, Jose, you are a legitimate dad. Yeah, and I've been on the I've been on fire with the dad jokes. Don't ask me what they are now, but I, I've been handing them out like candy. Exactly. So we're sorry, but let us know in the comment section below how great or how terrible we are. Anyways, let's get into it. Jose. Yes, sir. Wow. Antonio Noki. Passing yeah, away. What a coincidence that you happen to post on the interwebs um his okay. debut, right? So Earlier this week, uh, what was it? It was, I will pull up my Instagram right now so I have the exact date. It was a September 30th earlier this week, but I made a post actually the day before. Uh, not a post, but I made a like a call, you know, template. I was going to post it at midnight uh, on September 30th. I was like, I'm going to post this because it was, in fact, the 62nd anniversary of both Antonio Inoki and the Giant Baba's pro wrestling debuts. Yeah. Happening in Japanese Wrestling Association. And uh, I actually went to work and I was going to, I was like, oh, I forgot to post it. And I looked down and I typed this thing so fast. You ever just type something so fast that you're like, how did I miss this error? Yeah. All the time. I spelt Anoki with an A. I've done it before. Oh. And I said, you know what? I can't post this. I can't, mm-hmm. can't do that. I messed up. I got to go home. I went home after work. I didn't leave early. Don't worry, guys. I went home. <laughs> I changed it up. I posted it. Literally, like an hour later, we get news that uh, Antonio Noki passed away. Shocking. On the on the sixty second anniversary of his pro wrestling debut, um, which to me, I'm like, he was just waiting for that city wrestling radio recognition. And that's when he said, "My life is complete." He said, "You know what? I've, I've done it all. I've done it. I've, all. I've done it all. You know." W uh, unrecognized WWE champ. We're going to actually, we'll get into all that. Uh, Antonio Noki, like I said, passed away at the age of 79, born in 1943 as Kanji Anoki or Kanji Anoki, uh, went to take wrestling, the wrestling world by storm, uh, born into, uh, he, he was kind of brought into the wrestling, bo- wrestling world by, uh, Ricky Dozan. 
Anoki was trained by Carl Gotch and debuted, <laughs> like I said, for Japanese Wrestling Associ- or Alliance. Associ- I- I've gotten both names when I look it up. It's either Association yeah. or Alliance or Allegiance. Something in the translation. Uh, on September 30th, 1960, he debuted, like I said, on the same night as the Giant Baba. Anoki went on to form New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972 after being ousted from JWA for a planned takeover of the company. Anoki uh, went on to build his legacy over years. Uh, June 26, 1976, Anoki took on Muhammad Ali in the uh, quote, cool. the world of the worlds. At the time, Ali had come off a knockout victory over Richard Dunn in May, and he was the reigning WBC WBA heavyweight boxing champion. Anoki, who had been taught, like I said, catch wrestling by wrestler Carl Gotch, was staging exhibition fights against champions and various mixed martial arts. Well, not mixed martial arts, I guess just martial arts at the time. Martial artists, yeah. Yeah, the fight itself, they went on to face each other uh, in Japan. The fight itself held at the Budokan Arena in Tokyo. Makes sense. And uh, like I said, uh, June 26, 1976. I mean, this is probably. A lot of people are saying the predecessor, the very first mixed martial arts fight. Because mm-hmm. it was mixed disciplines, right? Yeah, because the fight itself, like I said, it was fought under special rules. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people are saying it's the predecessor to MMA. The majority of the fight saw Inoki on his back kicking Ali's legs 107 times. <laughs> Count them as jabs. Uh, the result of the fight was a draw as a, as a long bin debuted uh, fight between the two. Judo Jean LaBelle was the referee of this match, too. So that's, I mean, that's one of the greatest memories of Antonio Inoki. Also, on November 30th, 1979, fast forward then, Inoki defeated then WWF champion Bob Backlund in Tokushima, Japan to win the championship. Backlund went on to win the championship in a rematch December 6th. Uh, however, WWF president at the time, Hayashi Shinma, I've never heard of this guy, but apparently he was the acting WWF president at the time, declared mm-hmm. a rematch and a no contest due to the interference by Tiger Jeet Singh, and Inoki was renamed the champion. Yay. That night, Inoki refused the title, uh, and declared, and the title was declared vacant. So, Backlund was later defeated, uh, named the champion after defeating Bobby Duncum in a Duncan. Texas death in a Texas death match on December twelfth. Anoki's reign as WWE champion will will was never recognized, and uh, Backlund's first reign is viewed as uninterrupted from nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty three. Hmm. Was this Vince's Vince Seniors? This is uh, Vince Seniors. Yes. Yeah. Well, this was nineteen seventy nine. Protecting the territory, right? Exactly. Uh, in 1989, while still an active wrestler, Anoki entered politics as he was elected to Japanese House of Counselors during his first term with the House of Counselors. Anoki successfully negotiated with Saddam Hussein for the release of Japanese hostages before the outbreak of the Gulf War. His, his first, I did not know that. His first tenure in the House of Ca- Ch- Counselors, I'm sorry, ended in 1995, but then he was reelected in 2013. In 2019, Anoki retired from politics. You're welcome, Pacquiao. Anoki also headlined uh, the WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling Collision in Korea, which Mm -hmm. technically, well, I mean, it's disputed. 
A total of two-day attendance of 35,000 people. 355,000 people. Yes, 355,000 people. Yeah, holy crap. That's a ridiculous number. It is. Well, two it's, days? Split in half? No. I mean, people were probably forced to go to the show, and that stadium was probably well, That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jose, what do you like? What are your thoughts on the passing of Antonio Noki? You know, it's a sad day anytime you see someone um, with the longevity and the uh, mystique of Inoki. It, you know, it's sad. And um, let's face it, you know, not many pro wrestlers make it. This uh, long and have the longevity that Antonio Inoki did, and the the storied career that he yeah. had. You know, he faced oh, and the the impact alone, it, right? Yeah, how many people has he wrestled over time that were just and he'd beaten or has gone over him to go like what was it the Andre the Giant match where he put Andre over in their first match and there was mm -hmm. almost a riot. You know, <laughs> him yeah. and Hogan. Um, the amount of times Inoki shot on somebody who fucking fucked with him. Yeah. You know, this guy's this guy's one of the like probably the well not if not the all time great, the second to the all time yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see that video that's flowing around the internet where I I think he must hold some type of record of the most slaps to oh, yes. separate individuals in so, one sitting? So do you know what the story is to his slaps? No, no, no. What is it? So apparently his when he slaps you, he's transferring his fighting spirit into you. Oh. So that was something that was done in Japan, like at meet and greets. Yeah. People it's, it's would line up to get slapped by him. I would have taken a slap by Inoki. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was talking today and here in San Francisco and a lot of big towns, we have something called, you know, Fleet Week, the Blue Angels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of people know of them. And uh, I was asking my my coworker, I was like, would you ever go up with the Blue Angels if you had a chance? And we were just like, no, 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 no. But I would definitely take a slap from Antonio. No. Yeah, yeah. percent. So. Give me your strength. Our condolences to the friends, the family, the supporters, the fans. Mm -hmm. Everyone involved with Antonio Inoki. Yeah, the whole country of Japan must be in mourning. So, Antonio Inoki. And, uh, you know, apparently his popularity did diminish over the years with less, you know, people watching pro wrestling. I mean, it's just a nat like a worldwide trend, I think. Mm -hmm. Wrestling mm -hmm. was more popular pre-internet era. Yeah. did I think we ruined it. I think City Wrestling <laughs> ruined it. But. No, no, no. We, we weren't around for uh, the WCW dismantling, so... Don't blame that one on us. That's true. It's very true. Well, I was at a few Super Brawls, so I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I was at a couple Super Brawls, too. Let's move on. Uh, no Super Brawl happening here or, or in Mexico, or apparently. Or in Mexico, South America, or many South American countries, because AEW issued a statement on Friday that says uh, their shows will be pulled from uh, space. Not actually space, but there's a channel called Space. In uh, Mexico, South America, Central America, the Caribbean, that airs AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage. I don't know about Dark and Ev Evolution because those are already um, played on YouTube. Yeah. But they issued a statement. That the Warner Brothers Discovery-owned station, um, might I add, he says to our – they said, to our fans in Mexico, South America, and Central America and the Caribbean – we want to thank you for watching AEW on space. The statement goes on to read, however, we have an update to share. As of September 30th, AEW content will no longer be available on space with the exception of Brazil. 
That's I don't odd. I don't know why, but okay, good for mm. Brazil. Starting October 1st, you can continue watching AEW programming on AEW+. AEW+, Plus will exclusively stream AEW's weekly shows, including Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, Dark Elevation, and Battle of the Belts. Hmm. So, Jose, do you think this is going to be a blow to AEW's TV contracts ringside, or like stateside? I mean, it, it could be, but this also could be a strategic thing where they're trying to up their numbers on the internet. I'm guessing... Yeah. Well, that's the you thing, know, though. Like, WWE is shown all throughout the world, and they're not pulling their shows from. And I, you know, comparing apples well, to oranges, I get yeah, it. Yeah. WWE is a huge entity in itself, right? Yes. And uh, I don't have reason given from this. We you know I didn't, oh, I didn't get to find, investigate too in depth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. there it is. If you are in one of those countries listening to City Wrestling Radio, I mean, you can still listen to us, and we'll give you some of the news. So. Yeah, man. We'll Don't worry. We got Pretty you covered. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's continue on. Yes, sir. Because something else that's been continuing on, the teases of the White Rabbit. Jose. I live for those. I live for those. You were right. They're just oh. stringing this along. Yeah. They're yeah, stringing yeah, us along. Well. Another week has gone by and another week of White Rabbit teases. It sure is a clever way, though, to get people to pay attention to all the WWE programming now. Yeah, you have to stick around just to see that code because it just flashes the blink. Yeah. Ex oh, exactly. This week, especially because it was in a carrying cross segment that was just like mm. in a transition between um, the carrying cross promo and the extreme rules. Well, what a coincidence. Well, carrying cross can't be the white rabbit. He can't. No, he's, be. Not, he's not the white rabbit. No, he was a white rabbit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, the newly returned Karrion Cross was cutting a promo on SmackDown when the QR code was shown during a video transition. This led to a link, WWE.com slash 1911, hmm. which reminded a lot of people of Bray Wyatt's Mad Hatter promo in where the cards on his hat read the numbers 19 slash 11. I mean, Mad Hatter, uh, what's her name? The chick that goes down the rabbit hole? Alice in Wonderland. White, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, the White Rabbit. It's, it's all interconnected. So, and there was a hidden link on the page titled TS underscore S10E6. And many are saying <laughs> this is a reference to The Simpsons, episode 10, or sorry, season 10, episode 6, titled Doe in the Wind in which Homer Simpson discovers his true middle name and begins living a hippie lifestyle with former friends of his, well, I would say former friends and lovers of his mother's. <laughs> um, the episode also features one Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit. Yeah. It, isn't this the same episode where he was? they got that meme with him driving and he's stoned? Or is that a different one? Well, he's not stoned, but he's just like, feel the electric groove. Oh, okay, no, then th th he got stoned later on. That was, yeah, it was a different episode. No, there, at yeah, the end right. of this episode, they like, what happened was Homer's Frisbee messed up the juice machine, or he like, <laughs> oh, you know what, he, he picked all the weed plants from the hippies and then juiced it and then gave it to the city and then got the city stoned <laughs> on the juice. Oh my God, I love it. It's a great episode. I'm going to watch it after this. Yeah, me too. Um, but the link also had a, uh, there was also a link in this, um, like I said, the link had a short video that was split up into multiple screens. Uh, one was a 60s cartoon, was actually, sorry, not 60s, I looked it up, a 1930s cartoon, yeah. The Three Little Pigs, uh, produced by Walt Disney. 
Um, there was uh, also scenes of pig legs being hung in a butcher shop and a very, very, very scary looking white or uh, not white wolf, but a wolf in grandma's clothing, just like, you know, Hansel and Gretel. So during this video, a Morse code played, Jose. Yes, it did. And uh, the code translate to, I'm going to try to pronounce this right. Azel, wait, Azazel. It's Azrael. It's Azrael. Not, is that Azrael? Azazel? I don't know what Azazel is. Azazel. Azazel. I, don't I don't know what that is. I don't know who Azazel is either. But anyways, the name is referenced in the Bible in Leviticus 16. Azazel. Azazel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's a supernatural. Apparently, he's a supernatural being which leads rebellious angels and symbolizes all things impure. Oh, okay. He's like I said. Um, he's it's this scene in the book of Enoch, and um, it also says like the mythological Azel, we have become corrupted and fallen away from the goddess of God. Was a quote from the Bible. Okay, you, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the Simpsons. Uh, and while I'm doing that, I'm going to read a couple of Bible verses. So first I got to find a Bible. What wh- What is Bray Wyatt up to though? Like, where is this going? Where do you see this going? Let's talk Dude, about you, this first. Did you, did you hear about the phone number that, that they gave out? No phone number. Uh, no, yeah, that was, was a, I don't think that was a phone. I thought that was a, uh, like, um, uh, area or a zip code. There was a phone number that came out, okay. right? And you you're supposed to call that phone number, and a creepy message came on, like, you know how they do that deep voice in reverse? Yeah, I'm listening. Well, it spelled out. What was it? See, I wish I had it in my notes. I wish I brought it up. I just kind of ran through it on the internet really fast. It brought up uh, Bravo Echo. Uh, it, it it spelled out Bel Air. And then there was something else that he said, uh, uh, you know, his cryptic, spiritual, uh, weird sayings, you know, about the undead and all this other stuff. I don't remember. Look it up, you guys. Well, I'm glad you say that, but I'm going to go ahead and I found this clip right here. I think this is it. Noise. Let's see what we can find. The way into eternal sorrow. Oh, that's fixed. The way into the city of woe. I am the way into eternal sorrow. Yes. Bravo. Echo. Lima. Alpha. Delta. India. Romeo. Shield. I am the way into the city of woe. I am the way into eternal sorrow. That sounds like Braun Strowman, dude. It kind of does, yeah. And I know... So- Someone actually, okay, put it in reverse and sped it up because the, the original was really, really slow. Okay. Um, no, this is definitely, I'm pulling this up uh, from uh, Wrestling Days clips. So go okay. go check them out because I just used their clip and I figured I might help them out in some sort of mm-hmm. way. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Totally by Halloween time. That's when we're going to see them show up. When is Halloween? What's Halloween fall, oh, fall on this year? I think like a Tuesday. But you think, oh, okay. but I. I mean, I thought it was going to be showing up at Extreme Rules because during Monday they were playing a clip, you know, or was it last week? I don't know. One of those clips where they were showing like scenes from ECW and a lot of people were thinking that was hinting at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. So um, this year, Halloween falls on a Monday. Okay. Just in time for Raw. So what do you, what do you, how is Bray Wyatt coming? I mean, I think we're seeing The Fiend come back, but in a new, I still, I still am behind this. 
The th- I want to see a Bray Fiend hybrid. We're going to see some sort of like unhinged Fiend. You know, like the, the cuffs are off this time. You know, I think we're going to get more blood. We're going to get more gore. We're going to get more just scary shit. Yeah, hopefully. And, and uh, more speaky, less quiet. And I think we're going to get less, um, you know, bugs uh, projected onto a mat. I'm sure that wasn't his idea. I think that, like, it was all his ideas, but then Vince brought him, like, from a 10 to, like, a 5. He yeah, goes, oh, listen, yeah. you got to go make this really cartoony. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's, no one's going to believe it. You got to be crazy. We got to sell this shit. How are we, pillars are scary. How, how are we going to put this on the 2K games? <laughs> oh you know God. what I mean? It's it, it, yeah. I don't know. But like I said, I think Bray Wyatt will show up at Extreme Rules. We're going to see a new Fiend. And I think we're going to get a new version of the same theme song because that is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Dude. Absolutely. It's it's great. And I just wonder what what direction they go with him when he comes back. It's going to be Triple H's version, right? Well, a no. hybrid of uh No, of I mean Bray just what what direction? Like what are they going to do with him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that, know, because we were talking we were talking about it last week and we're saying that they definitely have to, you know, um give him a kryptonite. Right? Because, you know, he's lacking that. Cuz honestly, I'd I'd look forward to a fiend like not the fiend that was before, but the new fiend that would be coming out that I see in my head mm-hmm. um, versus Cody Rhodes for the title because Cody Rhodes is winning that title at WrestleMania. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. He's definitely winning the Rumble, right? I, I think so. Number 30. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've already predicted it, like I said, on 2K. So up next, Randy Orton. I don't I don't get <sighs> his tattoos, yeah. mm-hmm. his tattoos. It's They're making news. It's the happening thing. On Friday, PW Insider reported that a jury of the in the U.S. District Court of Southern District of Illinois found that WWE and 2K Games infringed on copyrights when they published Randy Orton's tattoo in their 2K games. Now, I don't think this was someone that was trying to get rich or looking to get rich off WWE because Catherine Alexander, the tattoo artist, was only awarded $37.50. $3,750. That's a strange number, but yeah. Well, it was the copyright um, fee. Like, oh, it okay, was the okay, fee yeah. she would the have been usage, paid. usage, like the minimum. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she just wanted to be paid what she was owed. But to me, I, I think this has bigger implications. Jose, do you think this has bigger implications for, like, the world of, like, WWE video games going forward? Yeah, no one's going to have tattoos anymore. Everybody's, I feel I feel bad for Malachi Alistair Black. What are you gonna do about his tattoos? You know, do um, Goldberg's tattoos are gonna be erased from history. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, his back is gonna be clean again. Well, I wonder if they'll just start doing like fake tattoos. You know, Maybe they put Porky Pig on uh, Brock Lesnar's back. Yeah, or just like you know whatever that looks kind of like that, but it's not. It's different. Just slightly, because you're I think see, uh, <laughs> you can see uh, Drew McIntyre's sword or uh, his what do, you, what do they call it? A claymore sword. It's oh, a sword. Sword. The claymore on his on Brock Lesnar's chest. Oh God, that's the weirdest shit ever, dude. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I agree with you. I think WWE games going forward, like, doesn't aren't like other sports games kind of like that? I, I, I don't, don't know. think so. I mean, it, it comes it, that that's the whole player I feel like deal. 
every time I've seen that though, it's stuck out and everyone's like, that's weird. Why is that, mm. that like one part of their arm blurry or like, why can't you make out the tattoo? Yeah. It's kind of similar to, um, when you buy a wrestling toy, sometimes mm-hmm. the tattoos are different, you know, and it could be because of like, you know, censorships or whatever like that. But I don't know, man, I, I, I think that's kind of lame if they're going to have games going forward that are going to have like fake different tattoos to me that's yeah, just, that's fucking lame. either that or you know face the consequences of being sued over and over or just pay the copyright fees but it uh, also i mean but it also there's so many artists that work on people's bodies that it's gonna be impossible to keep a track but it of. also to me it, it's kind of dumb because like i don't know like i feel like when i pay for a tattoo am, am i paying for a piece of art like i thought i was paying for the rights to this like it's my skin yeah now you you're the little <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta ask so to, like if i get a, if i get like put like get paid money and i'm on a tv show and they make a toy of me and they're like oh that tattoo artist from you know black heart tattoo from 2010 do not even if if you show up on a tv show with a tattoo of original art that tv show is gonna have to pay that artist that's it, it's crazy though it, I, wow. I mean it, wow. it, it's just crazy you know yeah, no, I thought there was like some type of, you know, exchange where when when you're a tattoo artist, you pretty much agree to put your art out there for everyone to see. And it's not like Randy Orton is making money off of the tattoo. He's making money off of himself being full of tattoos. That's true. It's not a, it's not a particular tattoo that he's popular about. It's the tattoos themselves. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. It, like I said, yeah, I think it's kind of sketch, like, sketchy, sketchy, I'm not but weird, probably. but apparently the court thinks we're wrong. Yeah. Jesus. So, I don't know. Next mm-hmm. up, uh, this month, Vince, Someone, or, someone's popular. Vince Kennedy McMahon, uh, this month, mm. uh, vice that, you know, the channel behind dark side of the ring and the upcoming tales from the territories will be prepare, premiering a documentary on Vincent K McMahon. This will focus on the former head of WWE's career, including, the recent hush money scandal broken by the Wall Street Journal. This is not a WWE produced show, so it should give us a little bit more insight to kind of what happened or maybe just a little bit more dramatization of what happened. Mm -hmm. But Jose, I feel like shows like this kind of rehash attention to scandals, you know, and it's fine. I'm not Mm -hmm. like hating on it, but do you think this will kind of put more of a spotlight back on Vincent Vince McMahon. Oh, oh yeah, dude. And, and that's just the beginning of the uh, rabbit hole. Um, we have this, right? So people are going to get reminded of the whole scandal. Then we have Netflix working on a four episode deal. Yeah, they're trying to do their docuseries. And then I hear HBO Max is working on their series, a series or maybe just one movie. And there was one other, you know, participant throwing their hat in the ring. All these are spread out. So one's going to be in October. One's going to be in March. Another one's going to be next year, sometime in the summer. Dude, this is just going to keep bringing up the situation he has going on right now over and over and over. Yeah, because, like, if you remember when, like, but they're all going to be different takes on it. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Every single all one. Gonna, you know, they're all going to talk about scandal. They all love the scandal. And then what about A&E? Will they do one? That's just a fluff that, that'll, piece? That'll yeah, that'll be the WWE one. That'll be the fluff piece. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, then everyone, you know, you'll see a whole line of people. Oh, cancel Vince McMahon. Nobody should have ever liked him. You know. And then the opposite. Why he? This is in the past. He paid which, his price. Which you know, yeah. I mean, he was kind of kind of an asshole, but yeah. 
kind of when you have that, you know, like sometimes in the past, like, oh, I mean, I don't know when anytime anyone out there, it's like you have an asshole boss, which mm-hmm. I definitely don't right now. So, me neither. Yeah. yeah me it's neither. awesome. So, uh, but you have an asshole boss and like, but they're really good at their job. So you're like, all right, whatever. We'll get it done. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> well, on to happier news. Well, uh, big congrats goes out to uh, Vic Joseph and uh, Mackenzie Mitchell who were uh, married this uh, last week in Friday in Italy. Oh, so nice. Congrats. Congratulations guys. Uh, you'll be receiving uh, city wrestling radio edible arrangements sent to my house. If you don't pick it up, I will eat it. Nice. Uh, you want to split it with me just in case. So I'll send half. I love those things. I don't even know what it is. Is it just like dipped fruits? Not even you could have a dip that's a little bit more pricey, or you just have regular fresh fruits. Always very fresh, always very because like um, clean tasting. I just want like okay. Does it come with like chocolates? Too? Like like little chocolates? You can you can ha- you, that's All that's right. an add on. Right. That's an add on. All right. It looks like we're getting a little bit of an add on though this uh, this next week at Extreme Rules because uh, Daniel Cormier. Uh, was announced uh, to be the special guest referee of the Matt Riddle Seth Rollins fight pit match. What, what, it, it, is this going to be the same as uh, Ken Shamrock's pit? Remember that? Well, no. Well, remember they had the fight pit in NXT. The no, uh, I don't remember the that. Timothy. That, that, it was Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle. So well, they had that. Time, yeah. yeah. So. It was a little similar, but it was a little bit more of a square cage, and there was like a thing where you can walk around on the top. Okay. So, yeah. but not a circle, you know, not like this, the separate, what was it? The lion's den match? The lion's den. That's what it was. <laughs> Fucking, uh, Dan, Dan, Dan the beast Severin. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that guy, dude. Please. Dan Severin. Come on the show, please. We want to get yeah. you on the show. Oh, um, uh, rest in peace. Owen Hart was one of, one of the participants in one of those matches. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, what was it? Sunday night heat, right? Or, or it was yeah. one of the pay-per-views. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it was uh, the lead-in. Or right. yeah, we we covered it all. Look in the archives. Uh, so WWE went on to say that uh, they'll have more details coming this Friday. So I'm guessing Cormier will be at Monday Night Raw. Jose, is this another like MMA star trying to tr- just transition into pro wrestling? And is this the future of pro wrestling and how we get wrestlers? I mean, we've seen it before, right? This is the way WWE fishes for their talent nowadays. Not nowadays, but always. They go for the, you know, the big names, the professionals. We might see Dwight Howard join. Um, we got Olympic champions that are, you know, at Performance Center training their asses off. We have uh, Dan Severin and uh, Ken Shamrock. They, they've, they've been doing this forever. Yeah, no, definitely. It. Uh, I mean, they have been. But, like, you're seeing, like, more MMA guys show up in, you know, AEW. It, it makes sense that it's an easy transition, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, they're fighters. They just kind of have to learn how to hold back a little bit. Yeah, it's easier, I think, to transition from MMA fighter, boxer, uh, Greco-Roman wrestler. It's easier transition than it is for an NBA star or uh, an NFL star, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean... I don't know. They have to like re relearn how to fight. That's true. So, yeah, because uh, in my opinion, Ronda Rousey has not transitioned very well. Yeah, but it might just be her character. No, and I, I Ronda Rousey is just a fucking nutcase, dude. 
<laughs> she um okay no i'm i'm pointing it out i'm pointing yeah, it out okay okay the, the shirt she fucking wore on friday night <sighs> Yeah. Whatever. Have your beliefs. Be pro life or whatever. But at the same time, don't fucking. I mean, I know this is like ten years ago, but she's the one that was somewhat questioning if Sandy Hook happened. She said, "Quote, sorry, it's just good to have questions and look into what you believe. I don't know what I believe yet." Hmm. And you have a shirt that's. And you have a shirt that says, "Every child matters." Yeah. No, you have issues if you listen to Infowars. I'm just saying. So. Infowars were calling you out, brother. I mean, I think they were <laughs> shut down anyways, right? Because Alex uh, Jones is a fucking nutcase. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's even said, uh, guys, it's on record. He said that his shit was a performance art. Yeah, oh, yeah. He didn't believe any of the shit he spilled. So speaking of Little Miss uh, Every Child Matters Ronda Rousey, let's <laughs> talk about Extreme Rules, starting out with her match uh, versus oh, I, Liv Morgan. I so hope Liv wins. I, I mean, I don't... Uh... They, there's a reason why they're building up Liv. To just give it back to Ronda now is just killing the Liv push. Mm-hmm. So and it'll be very Vince of them to do that. This is a uh, Extreme Rules match. So, I mean, who's to say who can come in the ring? Who, who's to say Shayna Baszler doesn't come in and cost Ronda the title? Oh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Turn on her friend. Mm-hmm. So who do you got in this match, Jose? I really, I'm really pulling for Liv. I'm really pulling for her. I'll go live too because just because my feelings towards Ronda. Uh, next up, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins uh, in a fight pit match. Daniel Cormier, special guest referee. We were just talking about it. Who do you think? Who, what's going to happen, Jose? You would think Matt Riddle has the edge because this is Taylor May for him, but Seth freaking Rollins, big baby daddy. Is gonna win the match. I, I mean, I don't know. I think Matt Riddle, like he lost that that first fight pit match against Timothy Thatcher to go zero and two. Nobody remembers fight. that. Nobody remembers that. <laughs> well, you don't, but I do. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. You know, um, so I'm I'm saying Matt Riddle wins this one, but you know there is gonna be some because you're gonna see the MMA guy, MMA guy, put the MMA guy over. So yeah. lift his hand and then he'll kind of push him around. They'll get into confrontation. So. Yeah, that's true. Next up in a strap match, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to this match, Karrion mm-hmm. Cross with Scarlett versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, I really I really think that we're going to see Karrion Cross put out Drew McIntyre in this match just because how can he lose? This is is this his first match back? I haven't uh, seen him wrestle since. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think Karrion Cross is going over in this match in the strap match. With a special appearance by maybe a one Braun Strowman or maybe a Loomis uh, showing up. Loomis? Yeah. He's been chasing the Miz, though. I know. No, this is the time where you... This is extreme rules, bro. Oh, the new Wyatt family you were talking about? Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's definitely fucking Braun's voice in that thing. I am Leviticus. Hey, guys, uh, control your narrative, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean Braun is nowhere to be seen nowadays. I right? love how when uh, Br- uh Braun, well, no, he was he's on Raw, dude. I know, but he's not. What is he doing really? He's chasing down the Alpha Academy and maximum male models, right? Uh, yeah. Who do you got in this match? What did you say? Yeah, Karrion Cross with Cross. uh with running Bianca Belair defending her title against Bailey in a ladder match for the WWE Raw Women's Title. I think Bailey takes the title here. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for that too. Yeah. Pulling for Bailey. Um, because I think Bianca Belair, she's been champion for a very long time. And to see Bailey win the title and become kind of a triple threat with her, the 
uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions would be a mm-hmm. pretty cool sight. Seems to be a, a, a trend going on right now where your stable has all the titles, right? Absolutely. Edge versus Finn Balor in a I Quit match. I don't see Edge quitting. Well, yeah. Also, they've been working the angle of Finn Balor trying to recruit AJ Styles to the Judgment Day. That's true, yeah. And I think AJ's going to join. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I think he is because, you know, they haven't had any, like, they've been having, like, a little push back and forth between the two, but there's no, like, actual, I don't know. To me, I think he's joining the Judgment Day, and I think he's going to screw over Edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I'm hoping for, but then uh, we have a bunch of run-ins already. Well, we have Dominic that can play a factor. We have Ray. You know, what if Ray joins? Ooh, you know, that, that changes the dynamic, right? It's not Judgment Day no more. And they need someone to chase after them. Edge. Just Edge. Yeah, uh, just Edge, you know, everybody um, versus Edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, AJ joining uh, changes kind of the dynamic of Judgment Day. And I'm really enjoying what they're doing nowadays. So, I, I mean, uh, wishful thinking, right? Let's re- re- uh, let's start a new Bullet Club. Uh, and then the Brawling Brutes, the, uh, it's a six-man tag match. This is probably going to open the show. Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch versus Imperium. This is going to be a fucking great match. Like. You think so? I think the only person in this match we have to worry about is Ridge Holland. You yeah. know, Sheamus, Sheamus versus, uh, Gunther, you know, uh, Gunther, Gunther at, uh, Clash of the Castle was fucking epic. Lud, uh, mm-hmm. Ludwig Kaiser, you know, Giovanni Vinci, they're both fucking f- tremendous athletes. Butch, I mean, you know, he's pretty much Pete Dunn. It's Pete Dunn again, you know, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who's, I mean, I think the Brawling Brutes are going to take this one. It's a six-man tag. I mean, why not? Because I think yeah, they have. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's, I'm with you, it's definitely opening the show. No, yeah, that one's definitely opening. But there's no. There's no intercontinental title match. There's no U.S. title match. There's no world title, world match. title match for this show. And it, it's it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a good show, but it's also kind of depressing. Like, I'm like Yeah, I mean, there, there has to be more to add, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll Do see this me, coming week. Show? You know, there's no there's no tag team title match. You know? Yeah, what is it? Every match, every match is only like 30 the Usos, minutes? Well, maybe... Triple H wants to book this like NXT TakeOver, you know, where it was every match was 30 minutes. You could do 25. Yeah. And have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 minutes of, you know. I don't want to see Liv and Ronda go 25, dude. Yeah, dear God, please. Yeah, let them be the one that goes 5. 10. Everyone else goes 25, and then they kind of fill in like the 10 or 15 or 5 or 2. Mm -hmm. And you can have, you know, some more, uh, you can have some more, uh, Interaction with Sami Zayn. We need this guy on the show. KO isn't on the show. You know, I I love how somebody said, uh, and Johnny Gargano's not on the show. It's fucking weird. Um, but uh, Miz is Miz is. Somebody show. said that Sami Zayn reminds them of Owen Hart when he joined the Nation of Domination. Oh, I, I like. I, like I mean, this I like better. this way better. But yeah, it's kind of like the the 2020 version of that. I get the comparison, but I like this way better. Yeah. Well. Tune in next week. We will be back next week. Uh, we're going to talk about Extreme Rules. What happened? We'll, we'll mm-hmm. probably. I think we're going to find out. We'll be like, whoa, the Fiend's back, baby. Or we're going to um, be like. 
One more tease. One more. What? Where is it? Another QR code. What the fuck? Ah. <laughs> yeah. So it led to this like thing that was like, I don't know. It was like our days of our lives. Season 26, <laughs> episode 13, yeah. where Julia said, I'm not going to marry Brandon. So <laughs> there you go. Take that last as well. Week, last week was Bel Air. This week it's Melrose Place. Get it, L.A. Heather Locklear is coming out. Anyways, <laughs> that's a whole reference. Sorry for dating myself. Anyway. That's all right. Anyway, guys, uh, like, share, subscribe. We'll be back next week. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you guys later. Take care. Bye.